There's a ton of things that I'm trying to put my finger on and to try and have a, a, a go at, but um, yeah, who knows? I don't know what's going to fix it, but I'm trying everything I can. Today was one of my worst breakout days. I showed my makeup artist this morning. I was like, dude, my skin is going crazy. Fragrance is so hard to gift. It's so subjective. And as soon as I smelled it, I was like, I could gift this fragrance to anyone. So that got me thinking, wow, there must be so many products that I'm using that I should be chucking. Because like, guys, how, how often do you think about chucking out your products? Oh, Gasp. I, I, I couldn't believe that. Yeah. I am definitely using way, 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 way too old yeah, mascara. Yeah, I hold on to my mascaras for months, months. I don't even want to admit how old some of my products are because it's Especially just Especially if you do doubles. Hello and welcome back to Get Lippy. The podcast is lifting the lid on all things beauty. I'm Carly Orman, editor of beautycrew.com.au. I'm Sally Hunnewick, beauty director on Marie Claire. And I'm Bettina Tyrrell, beauty editor on InStyle Australia. Now, Sal, I've noticed a bit of a glow about your skin lately. Oh, thanks, Carly. What are you doing? Well, I've got a bit of a beauty hack. Beauty hack. Beauty hack. I have been adding a serum to my foundation. This is a really great way to effectively kind of make a CC cream at home. And what it does is it really gets a really flawless, no makeup look. I was given this tip from Anne Salem, and she's the national makeup artist at Clarins, and she recommended adding a drop of serum. You can do any serum into your foundation, and it really gives you a bonus because you're supercharging your foundation with these great skincare ingredients. It's also a great way to shear out a full coverage foundation or make a matte foundation a bit more dewy. So next time you really want that flawless no makeup look, take a pump of your favorite serum and a pump of your favorite foundation, mix them together and you've got a glowy, beautiful look. Amazing. Sounds great, Sal. I'm going to try that. Yeah, it's good. It's good for every day. So guys, coming up today, we are going to be talking universally approved fragrances. I'm going to be talking about when it's time to chuck out your beauty products. And we have the fabulous Elise Knowles in the studio. So the other day, a package from Jo Malone landed on my desk with a couple of new fragrances. And there's one that I really wanted to talk about. So they've released a new fragrance called Poppy and Barley, which was out a little while ago as a limited edition fragrance, but now it's back in their classic range. What I'm so fascinated about this fragrance is I smelt it and it's a perfect blend of pretty feminine florals, but also has like a real twist of spice. I guess that's come about because of the barley. And as soon as I smelt it, I was like, I could gift this fragrance to anyone. I feel like it has a lot of appeal, to like universal appeal. And like fragrance is so hard to gift. It's so subjective. Like I love rose scents, but I know that not everyone loves that scent. So it kind of got me thinking about what are those fragrances that have like that universal appeal that you could gift to someone or you could buy for yourself with confidence that they're going to love it? I 100% agree with you on the Jo Malone. I spritzed it today and I think I I could easily wear it, be happy, and I love a floral fragrance. And my mum or my sister, and they really love the more of the gourmand scents, I think they'd be equally as happy with it. Yeah, don't you think it had like that little twist on it, like that little, you know, floral and then spice? Yes. I think floral and spice is a really Easy. universal, yeah, everyone likes it. Easy combo. Of- but I like this game. I like this game. Let's talk okay, fragrances. So, uh, so I that got me can thinking, wear. and I know we had like a, I pitched out the questions to you guys, and I'm like, I want to know what your mm-hmm. fragrances are. So it got me thinking. Obviously, Joe Malone, Poppy and Barley. Okay. Chloe Nomad. Love. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's like a sexy floral, like woody fragrance. And yep. I think that's a really great day and night that's not too heavy. Anything 
from the Erin Lauder collection. Oh, okay. I love, love Erin. I had hibiscus palm down. Oh, oh, that is the best. And sorry, everyone, I'm the worst at um, talking about fragrance because my descriptive words escape me, but it's a beautiful white floral scent. It's kind of fresh and light, but it, it makes a big impact. It does. It's got a lot of depth to it, but I honestly, I think that's such a beautiful summer fragrance. Like that, to, to me, smells like a holiday. Agree. I actually took that on a holiday, the Rollerball. Um, I bought that to take with me on a holiday because it's A, easy to travel with, and B, now when I wear it, it reminds me of my holiday. Oh, that's a nice, nice oh, That's idea. really nice. I really like Erin Lauder's Agia Blossom. It has – it's a little bit fresh, but it's also beautiful and floral. It's got those white flowers and a bit of citrus. So it's really fresh and great for summer. It's inspired by the Greek islands. It's just so nice. It's really light and breezy, yeah, isn't so it? so pretty. I feel that about a lot of the Erin. Like I think you could easily pick any of the Erin fragrances and feel that they're light and breezy and very easy to wear. So, Carly, we're talking like feminine, lovely wearable scents. Mm. So what are your what are on your list that are universal? Okay, so a one a big one that I think is a winner all round is the Chanel Chance fragrances and even mm. the subsidiaries of them, like the Eau Fraiche. Um, I think they're so easy to wear. Um, I constantly get compliments whenever I wear that one. So I think you could hit the nail on the head if you gift that to someone. Absolutely. And I really like Dior Joy. It's one of those really happy scents. It's full of florals and it's quite fresh, but it's really, it's very feminine and I think it has a lot of universal appeal. The other one I love is Victor and Rolf Flower Bomb. It came out a long time ago and it is literally a bomb of flowers. It's just so <laughs> feminine and just so floral and pretty and everybody loves it. Yeah, that one always tops the list of like best fragrances. So I always see that one at the top of the list. Oh, before we move on from feminine, can I just say that I think that the original Tiffany fragrance, that is a winner too. So pretty. Mm. So I think any of those ones, if you know someone who likes something fresh, floral, light, I mean, I've got a, I've got a list that goes on for ages, um, but we can put a whole bunch in the show notes. So those are all the really beautiful feminine fragrances, which I think would be really great gifts for anyone. But there are also some great fragrances that can double as unisex um, fragrances that are also just as easy to gift and easy to wear. I mean, I'm back on Jo Malone, but my boyfriend wears um, Jo Malone grapefruit and I often spritz that when I forget mine. Then there's also the Tom Ford Signature Collection. Like those Mm, are just divine fragrances. Literally anything from that you can spray, your partner can spray, your friend can spray. Yeah. Yeah, men love the Tom Ford signature range. So do you guys have any other unisex fragrances that you like? I think one of the most classic ones that still stands up today is the original Calvin Klein. It wasn't that the OG unisex fragrance. Yeah, I guess they were the big. It was. Yeah. It was, like one of the originals. For yeah, sure. and I think it still holds up. Like I still, when I walk through a Myra DJs, I give that one a bit of a spritz if I've forgotten my fragrance. And I think one of the modern-day unisex fragrance is Le Labo Santal 33, and it's one of those really – it's like woody and sandalwood and it's just really warm and perfect for unisex. Everybody loves it. It was a huge hit when it came it's out. It's probably one of the most impactful fragrances Massive. I think I've smelt in a long time. Um, one that just came across my desk very recently is the Trudon Medi, which is – So nice. Uh, yeah, I don't I know if I pronounce that. One. What does that smell like? Um, it's a beautiful citrus scent. So it's not it, – I find sometimes a unisex fragrance, they can be too much on that leathery, woody smell, like it's a bit more male-oriented, whereas this one I feel is this perfect balance of that woodiness and the citrus really lifts it and I think makes it a lot more wearable for a, a female. So Bettina, 
swing past my desk. You can um, have, have a, a little sniff. Oh, thank you. I will. I will. And so lastly, let's not forget just straight up men's fragrances. Let's not forget the boys. We often buy our partners or our fathers or the men in our lives fragrance. fragrance. So what do we buy them? I like Dior Sauvage. I think that's a bit of a no-brainer. Such a win, that one. I think my dad has gotten that every Father's Day since it came out. But another one that I think is a huge winner is anything from Hugo Boss. And my favourite is Aqua de Palma. It's just a classic. My husband loves it. He wore it on his wedding day. It's just beautiful. Sexy but sophisticated, European. So there you go, guys. That's our definitive list of all of the most wearable, giftable fragrances out there. So we'll put them all in the show notes for you so you can get shopping and spritzing. But up next, Carly, you're going to tell us about when we should be throwing out our products. Hey, this is Elise Knowles on Get Lippy. All right, guys. So I want to talk about when it's time for you to part with your products. Something happened to me the other day that made me think of this is I was cleaning up a rogue mascara smudge and I do that with a cotton tip in my cellar water. So I cleaned it up and then suddenly my eye started stinging. Oh no. And then my eye started watering. A wash? And then <laughs> from my cellar water? <laughs> from my, well, just the, the fumes from yeah. the micellar water. And then my mascara started running. And I've actually posted a picture of this um, in, the, in the Facebook group pre- previously. You can go check it out. I'll post it again though. I had mascara all over my face. And this was as I was heading out the door. So I had to take off my makeup and do it all over again. And that got me thinking, how old is this micellar water? And then I looked at the bottom at the best before date and it had passed by three months. Yeah. So that got me thinking, wow, there must be so many products that I'm using Wow. That I should be chucking. Because, like, guys, how, how often do you think about chucking out your products? Oh, like, only until I get to the bottom, generally. Or I just have a big clear out. But then you can hold on to products for a long time. There mm-hmm. are definitely some dusty ones at the back of yeah. my vanity. <laughs> okay, so how how can we tell when it's time to chuck them? Okay, the easiest way, like I said, is an expiry date. So if you look at the bottom of your, your um, product, sometimes there's a, a month in a year. I chuck it out at the beginning of the month, not the end of the month, um, and make sure that it's not the – there's a, sometimes a manufacturing date, so make sure you're not looking at the manufacturing date. So that, that's the easiest way. It's expiry date. That spells it out, out for us very nicely. Then – I don't know if you guys would know this because you work in the industry, but I've told this to a lot of people and they're very surprised to hear that there's actually a little icon at the back of your product. It kind of sits under the ingredient somewhere near the milliliter sign. It's a little tub with an, like an open jar. Mm. And it's got a number and an M or a Y next to it. That actually means how long you should be using that product after it's opened. So if it's a 6M, once you've opened it, you've got six months to use it. 24M, you've got two years to use it. So I know it's really hard to remember when you actually opened a product because I never remember. So I read a really good um, tip on Reddit, which was, keeping a Sharpie in your beauty cupboard so that when you open a new beauty product, you write the date on it. Oh, that's yeah. such a good idea. That's, yeah. That is organisation. Yeah. I mean, that's organisation. Whether or not I'll actually do that, I don't know. Mm. But it's a really good tip to know when you've opened a product. Now, the last way to know when you should be chucking out your beauty products is to know the general rule of thumb of how long they survive. Now, this is a general rule of thumb because it depends on the formulations, on if it's natural versus chemical, the more natural the product, the less preserved is in there to kind yeah. of keep the product going. Mm. So I've got a quick cheat sheet of how long your products last. And we discussed this the other day and you guys were really surprised by my first yeah, one. my jaw hit the floor with it's this scary. one. Okay. So every two to three months, you should be replacing your 
mascara, and your liquid liner. Oh, Gasp. I, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe that. Yeah. I am definitely using way, 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 way too old yeah, mascara and eyeliner. Yeah, I hold on to mascaras for months, months. I, I don't even want to admit how old some of my products are because it's Especially just Especially if you do doubles. That's the – if you've got doubles, yeah. triples. Yeah, exactly. Three months is mm. – yeah. Three months hey, is not long. Go on. <laughs> okay. One year you've got to use liquid foundation, liquid concealer, moisturizer, eye cream, serums, sunscreen. Sunscreen could be one to two years, but generally you've got one year to use those ones. Okay, fair enough. I reckon I reckon I'm on, I'm okay with that one. Yeah. You just have to start from the pot and then use the whole thing. Yeah. It's, I you guess can't it makes, chop and change. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing is if you've got a few on the go, it's a lot harder yeah, to yeah. use it up. Yeah. Now we've got two to three years plus can go a bit okay, longer. We're working with this. We were, yep. <laughs> Nail polish. Yeah. Lipstick. Your powders, like your brush, your bronzer, your blush. Yeah. Um, same as eyeshadow powders, your lipstick, your eyeliners, perfumes can last a bit longer too. I, That's good. Yeah, that is good. I still think I've got some very <laughs> old lipsticks in my in Like my I said, I do not want to admit how long some of the, these have been around but in my beauty cupboard. But it's good to refresh. It's good to know this. It's good you know? to know this. Mm. Um, now the thing is, what? okay, now you're going, oh, I've got these things and I've been using them for a really long time. So you're probably asking yourself, what what is the how big deal? How bad can it be? How bad can it be? Yeah. Yes, exactly, if I'm using an expired product. Well, best case scenario – it's not too bad. Um, if it's a foundation or something that's out of date, it's likely that the composition of the formula has changed, so it's not applying as well as it should. Right. So you might get a patchy finish. Um, also, not as bad is that if it's skincare, the potency of the active ingredient may not be as potent as when you first right. opened so it. So it's not as effective. So it's not as effective, which isn't hugely awful unless we're talking about sunscreen. Because yeah, right. if the active ingredient in sunscreen is not working, yeah. that's not good. Now, the worst case scenario about using expired products is the bacteria that's oh. in there and what you can be doing to your skin. And your eyes, think about like using an old mascara. You can get an eye infection. Yeah. Um, the same as you can, what you can do to your skin. You could get a rash. You can get itchy, flaking skin, skin that's reactive. Other things can compromise the speed at which your products break down. So make sure that you're storing your products properly. So that's out of sunlight, out of moisture, out of direct heat. Because with exposed to all those things, it's going to speed up the the process of where the ingredients are being compromised. So there you go, you guys. That is that's groundbreaking. <laughs> I'm going straight home for a spring clean. This is ridiculous. Yeah, this is great timing for spring I know. I'm just going to tip my makeup kit just upside down in the bin and, and start again. <laughs> but, yeah, so those are the things. Check the use-by date. Check that little, um, I don't know. Jar the, symbol. The little jar symbol at mm. the back. Um, and just make sure you're aware of how long you are using your products because nobody wants an adverse skin reaction. No. We don't want mascara down our cheeks. No. Yeah. Well, guys, up next we have Elise Knowles. We're joined today by Aussie model, author, Maya ambassador, and most recently in style cover girl, Elise Knowles. Elise, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for stopping by and chatting all things beauty. We know you're so busy, so we really appreciate you making the time for us. I'm very excited to be here with you girls. I have to say, you are looking absolutely gorgeous. You've just come from a shoot and you're looking <laughs> stunning. But I do want to kind of ask you, because I've noticed on Instagram, you often take the time to post a 
makeup-free selfie and mm-hmm. show your skin and talk about your skin issues. How do you feel when you are kind of in that moment taking that photo and you're posting it to all of your followers? For me, I just want to really portray uh, a real image. I want the younger generation or whoever is following me to realise that uh, we are real and we all have, you know, some of these issues that we don't like or some negatives but we can turn them into positives. So it's just about turning that mind frame from a negative that it's a bad situation, but making it into a positive where we can grow together to heal this process and come out the other end. And that's my aim to come out the other end. I'm still trying to get there, but (laughs) hopefully I'll get there soon. And Elisa, are there any things that you've been doing skin-wise for your complexion lately? So my skin has been going up and down for the last uh, last six years, I would say, and I just cannot put my finger on it. And it's still happening now. I'm still trying to figure it out. But recently, I have just started Chinese medicine. So I'm really trying to target my inner self and my hormones and trying to level out whatever's happening in there because I'm not quite sure, but uh, targeting the inside to the outside. So um, I've been on Chinese herbs for the last three months, but you have to go through trial and error. So Mm, it takes some time. It takes some time and dealing with different levels um, and different herbs. So I'm still getting there, but I really do believe this is the answer to what I need to do because I've tried so many different products and um, theories about skin and it hasn't worked. So I need to fix the inside first. And are you seeing anyone particular? Do you get advice from doctors or are you doing this on your own? Yeah, so I have a naturopath that I've just started to go to in Byron Bay, um, a little gypsy lady that um, no. I'm hoping is going to cure me. Um, and I also see um, a facial lady that do does facials and I do microneedling on my face. There's a ton of things that I'm trying to put my finger on and to try and have a a go at. But, um, yeah, who knows? I don't know what's going to fix it, but I'm trying everything I can. Well, sitting this close to you right now, your skin looks great. So whatever you're doing, I think think it's working. working. Well, I don't know. I've got a lot of makeup on from today. (laughs) But do you know what? Today was one of my worst breakout days. I showed my makeup artist this morning. I was like, dude, my skin is going crazy. And I think it's a mix between traveling mm-hmm. and the different um, air air types, mm. different foods, sweating, having sunscreen on my face, like a zinc sunscreen, yeah. which is creates a barrier, which doesn't you know, allow your skin to breathe so much, but I don't want any skin damage. So I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> um, traveling in planes, um, but yet this morning was one of those days and I took a photo and I just literally posted a nice photo, you know, a work day with one of my favorite companies, Aveda Australia. And then after this, I'm going to, I'm going to post the reality. This was this morning. This is what my skin is like under, underneath all this makeup. But that's what I really want to portray is being real. You know, everyone has their issues and this is mine and I'm okay with it. And I think that's really important to do because Instagram is so full of the filters and the face tunes. And mm. like what you said before, the younger generation, it's so important for them to know yeah. that life isn't everything you see. No, and we all brain. want to feel good. I understand when you do put a filter on some photos, you feel better 
And, you know, sometimes you do need to feel better sometimes, so you'll do it. But if you can show reality after it, you know, this is the real me and it's okay. I still look pretty. Um, I think that's amazing message to be sending the younger generation or anyone, anyone that's following. Um, Yeah, just be you and stop trying to be a certain type. Just be happy with you and other people will be attracted to you because you're shining bright from within. So we've seen the the beautiful photos of you from your from our InStyle cover shoot. Mm-hmm. You're at the beach in your natural habitat looking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to ask you, what do you do to stay in such amazing shape? Amazing shape. Why, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of hard work. I have to work for my shape and my body, um, as a lot of people do. But I, I like to lift a lot of weights. That's just something where I, I feel strong. I feel powerful and I can feel the burn a couple of days later. So lifting weights for me or doing exercises that are really burning really work for my body. Every, everybody's different. I cannot run and I cannot oh, basically run because my <laughs> knees suck. <laughs> anything high impact, nope. No. So did you do cardio at all? Or? I don't do much cardio. Mm-hmm. I walk a lot with the dogs on the beach and that's my cardio or I'll do the bike at really fast pace. But apart from that, it's just um, Pilates or weights, Walking the dog and boxing sometimes, just yeah. a little bit. Just a yeah, little, just, little bit. Just a few I swap it up because I get bored. I can't. I don't want to do the same thing every day. I want to keep Absolutely. it interesting. Um, I love working out, and I've I've made my own little gym under my house that is in between, you know, bikes and surfboards and Josh's tools and everything else in the house. But I've got my little section where I've got my weights, and I'll go down there you know, in the morning if I can't be bothered going to gym, I just give myself options. So I'm always activated in that area and I'm, my brain's stimulated and I'm going to feel good for the day. I like doing it in the morning. So I'm, yeah, I'm set up. So now on the note of the photo shoot, I heard that you got in the water and that was not that warm, was it? <laughs> no, this uh, always becomes a part of my job getting in the cold water but I'm totally okay with it as long as it's going to be a good shot and I I made sure it was going to be a good shot before I got in there and I took my um, jacket off I'm like are you sure the lighting is good are you sure guys you've got two minutes (laughs) no it wasn't too bad it's not too bad you jump in there and I really wanted to make the shot look amazing and 100 percent because that's everything that I give I want to give 100 percent get the job done and make everyone Love me and my work ethic and then get out of there. Now, you say you get your hair and makeup done quite a lot for your work. Mm. Tell us about when you're not at work, you're in a hurry, what are you doing for your five-minute face? My five-minute face is very minimal because, like I said, I have skin troubles and I really would like my skin to breathe and not have any makeup on. So I use... um, like a a spritz spray, a moisturiser to really hydrate the skin. I use a zinc sunscreen because I I live up north now, so I'm always protected by the the sun. I've got a white face, but I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) And then at night I always use like a rosehip oil to really hydrate. Um, Yeah, every day it is based around that, but, yeah, it depends on what my skin's doing and sometimes I have to, you know, Put some pimple cream on my little friends that could pop out and say hello. 
favourites? Pimple creams at work? Um, I use Dermavigils that has a really nice blemish cream and, yeah, it's all natural ingredients as well. I try and pick my my skincare that is caring for the environment and no nasties in it because your your face has the biggest pores on your body so it's soaking in everything that you put on there from under your arms to on your face they're the biggest spots to you know soak it all up so I'm very conscious of what I put on my face some people tell me why don't you just go back to you know some brands that are going to work and they're full of chemicals that I'm not okay with and I I will not give up. I will not turn to that because I know that I will get through it and I don't need those chemicals in my body. One question that we always ask every guest that comes on to the show is what is the one thing that you get lippy about? So what is the one beauty message that you have for listeners out there? The one thing that I get lippy about, for me, it's just plastic. Um, brands that are continuously using plastic for their own benefit where their brand might look good and colourful and bright but uh, it's not doing our world any good. I think we all need to take action and we need to do it together. We need to be in this movement and it's pretty sad it's a movement because we should be thinking about this all the time and we should have ages ago but that's okay. At least we're all on the bandwagon now but we need to bring a lot of people with us. 100%. Well, thank you so much, Elise. That is a really great message and we're so lucky to have had you in today. Um, But, yeah, thank you for joining us on Get Lippy. (laughs) Well, guys, I think that about wraps us up for today. Um, If you want to hear more from us, please do subscribe, rate and review us. Tell us what you like. Tell us if you've got a suggestion. We'd love to hear that. Otherwise, find us on Facebook, Get Lippy Podcast. Email us at getlippy at beautycrew.com.au. But um, until next week... We'll see ya. Bye, Bye guys. guys.